sack Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you have in mind Yeah, if that's what you're all about Good luck moving up Cause I'm moving out Good morning and welcome to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team here with... Becky Ivins, how's that? (laughs) Uh, Well, it's a good day today. Happy Veterans Day. Well, we're doing veterans all over the city. Uh, We're just... Jim Ivins. I was going to say, Veterans Day in your family. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Well, uh, I am not a veteran, but I was... uh, my dad was a veteran, uh, granddad was a veteran, and I birthed two sons who were veterans <laughs> in active duty military. Who are currently actually. active duty military, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I just want to say to each veteran out there that I personally appreciate your service and I appreciate the service of your family. Was Jim Ivins a veteran? Oh, yes. Jim. That's what I thought. Oh, I, yeah. I thought Jim was. How do I leave him out all the time? <laughs> the uh, So, happy Veterans Day. And I, do you know, the, I am on the Northwest Oklahoma City Veterans Coalition. And our goal is to cut down on veteran and active duty suicide. Uh-oh. It has gone in the last about eight and a half to nine years it's gone from 22 a day to 17 a day which is 17 too many yeah suicides and so i you know call me reach out for help if you need help yeah absolutely if you if you are a veteran or you have a family or friend that is a veteran who needs help please 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 yeah and just go ahead and uh, I mean, we'll, I'm not going to like pay your rent or anything like that, but I bet you I can find somebody who can help you. <laughs> so uh, my, my heart goes out to the veterans, and I thank you so much. Yeah, I knew that was a heartbeat of yours. Yes, well, thank you, Mark. Yep. Uh, going to cause me to cry now. Ah, success. <laughs> there you go. Success. Well, we radio. have an exciting new guest on our show. Never before heard on radio guest. How's that? <laughs> Yeah, with us from Innovative Comfort Solutions is Jamie and I'm going to Shermeyer. Shermeyer. Yeah, Shermeyer. I love it. Yep. Yeah. Good morning, Jamie. Good morning. Okay. Happy to be here. So, how did we find Jamie? We found Jamie because Jamie's been doing my heating and air conditioning work for about three years now, and that does that's not a lot of trips for most people. But I manage property, so. It's a lot of exposure to Jamie. Yeah. And innovative comfort solutions. And I find them to be prompt to start with, fair on pricing. They're professional. Uh, they will contact the tenant and arrange for the servicing of the heat or the air conditioning, whichever season it is, for me. Uh, so that's. A terrific thing. It just saves me a little bit of time. But I've never had a complaint in three years from any tenant, any homeowner. And that means a lot because people are As complainers. Yeah, yeah. They can be complainers pretty Especially easily. Especially about heat and air. You want to make a home an angry home? <laughs> take away the heat or take the away air. the heat in the winter take away the air in the summer and that is an angry angry home. Well and the heat's a little bit uh Less important than the air in my book, 
because. Yeah, that's what we find too. You can take off so many clothes, but you can put some more on. Yeah, so you can. The, the yeah. air conditioning will really get you upset when you don't have it. Well, Jamie, how long have you been in the business? I've been in the business since 1995. Oh, yeah. that's a that's a, a minute, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. almost 30 years. Um, my dad was actually a heating and air conditioning guy. He was in it for 46 years, and I actually went into uh, it was a double major psychology sociology, and I'm like, I can't do this. And hey, that was my double major. Was it? It sure was. Oh, nice. It served me well, frankly. You know, it does help you um, understand the client, and, yes. the customer. Yep, absolutely. Um, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't think of hearing nothing but problems all day from people. So <laughs> I went to. So you got so you into the heat and air business. Right, I got into fixing nothing but problems with people's air conditioners and furnaces instead. So. Yeah. So are, do you own the company? Yes. I deal with the owner of the company, right? Yes. Yep. You are a family-owned company. Yes. And so in order to uh, address a – I can't remember. Have I addressed a problem with you? I don't, I don't believe so. so. I mean, other than the problem that we fixed. Right, you know, right. The, yeah. I was going to no, say – I but, don't believe we've ever – you know, we, we I started this business, it'll be 11 years ago in March – um, so we we're over 10 years and out of all this time, uh, and I'm sure they're out there, but we've not found an unsatisfied customer. Our Google reviews, our Facebook reviews, 100% five star. That's great. Yeah. Like I say, I know they're out there. We I just haven't a, found them yet. I had a cranky one that gave me one star. <laughs> yeah. We'd have yet to figure out who this person, who this is. person is. We've you, never done business yeah, with them. Probably, yeah. You <laughs> probably never even, they probably got you mistaken for somebody else. Yeah. 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 You would think. It happens. So. Listener, if you want to join the conversation today, if you have a question about heat and air, this is a great day to call in. The number is 405-840-1000. That's 405-840-1000. Can I mention that if you call in today, I will give you a certificate for a free lunch because their Casa Perico has a fourth location here in the metro. They are at like 109th in May or 110th in May. I think it's, it's just north of Hefner. North of Hefner. Yep, it's just on the northwest side of uh, Hefner Road right on May. And we went there this week. It was terrific. Delicious. Yep. Just like their other locations. <laughs> so, okay, Jamie, I, ca- I called you to kind of get educated on – a specific thing, and that was a mini split. Mm-hmm. So, what is a mini split? So, a mini split is basically a one home or one room air conditioning system, a heat pump. So, it will heat in the wintertime and it will cool in the summertime. Um, so, typically, they're just a one room unit. There are others that have multi indoor heads uh, where you can run um, more rooms off of one outdoor unit and you have more uh, you have multiple indoor sections so. you know i had a house in uh, florida that had a mini split in a converted garage mm-hmm. uh, and it had like a set down outdoor unit mm-hmm. right next to the other air conditioners yep. so is that the way it works it's yep. just it's a- it's basic there's not a lot of difference between um the the, ne- the normal parts of an air conditioner and a mini split. You still have you know, all the components in there that you're going to have the outdoor unit um, that would be the same as a heat pump for a regular standard split system is what we would call them, uh, and you'd still have an indoor section. The difference is that most of your regular heating and air conditioning systems are ducted, so you have a 
furnace that blows the air through the ductwork uh, in the home, where a mini split, it typically has the the section that hangs on the wall that right. you know, you've probably seen them a lot in restaurants and things like that. They have a lot of them for for some supp- <clears throat> excuse me supplemental heating and cooling. Right. Um, but um, but yeah, they're they're a great product, um, you know, and they're very efficient. They're a good solution for a one uh, central heat unit where there's a two story home. Yes. Because Bonus you don't rooms. usually need extra heat upstairs because heat rises. But in the summertime, you need extra air conditioning upstairs. A lot of extra cooling, yes. Now, that comes in different types. Like, you can get a mini split that is ducted. Yes, you can. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're actually talking uh, to our builder. We're adding on to our house. Mm -hmm. And it, he was, we want to heat and air condition the garages. Mm -hmm. Not the envelope. Yep. Foam system for air conditioning. Well, it doesn't take all that much. No, it doesn't. I mean, for insulation. So uh, what are the considerations that we should be keeping in mind before deciding whether to get a ducted system or a, a just a wall-hung system? Well, a ducted system works best when there's multiple rooms, right? Okay. So um, if you are going to have multiple different areas that, um, you know, if you keep a door closed to a bedroom, obviously the mini split's not going to blow the air into that room. So that's where you would need the ducted system to to run ductwork to that room. Um, otherwise, big open areas, um, you know, they're really, they're really good for a mini split with just a single head in them and just a standard mini split application. Your bonus room's upstairs that you might finish off uh, later. Um, some of the builders will, will do the, the standard heating and air conditioning systems on a two story home with a bonus room. And that thermostat is down in the main floor and still tries to control the temperature upstairs. And as anybody that has a house like that knows, it does not work well in the summertime. Right. Yeah. So a lot of people, they put like a window unit in those Mm -hmm. upstairs. Like what is the efficiency as far as versus a window unit to a split. Yeah, actually the window units are very inefficient. They they pull a lot of electricity, especially when you when you don't have a two hundred and twenty volt plug to plug a larger one into and you try to use a bigger one that's one ten volt for a standard receptacle. So those are gonna pull a lot of electricity. Now the the great thing about a mini split is that the the compressor is inverter driven. What that means is basically the easiest way to uh, to uh, example for that is like a dimmer switch on a light switch. If you just need barely enough light, then it, you just barely turn the the dimmer switch on. If you need all of the light, you turn it all the way up or an infinite range in between, and that mini split does the same thing. That inverter-driven compressor, if it needs just a little bit of cooling, if it's eight, 75 degrees and you just barely need any cooling, it's just going to purr along real low at a low speed. Uh, and that inverter-driven technology is extremely efficient. Well, and I found that there's, they're quieter. Very quiet. Than a window air conditioning unit. Oh, why? And yeah. you don't have to worry. I don't know what you do, but we can talk about that yeah. on our next break, about the drip, drip, drip like the window units had. So we've got a lot more to learn about this. <laughs> we got more drips coming for you right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move, News Radio 1000, KTOK.
Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. We are here with our special guest, Jamie Sh- Shermeyer. Shermeyer. I'm yep. going to get it by the end of the show. <laughs> That's all right. Jamie Shermeyer with ICS Innovative uh, Comfort Solutions, Heat and Air. Well, and we when we left off at, before the break, we were talking about mini splits. And we see those more and more in the market. What I don't understand is the... Where does the condensation go on a mini split? Well, typically it's piped outside um, or it's piped into a drain. So when you mount the mini split on the on the wall, if it's on an outside wall, a lot of times we just take it to the outside and drain it outside. Um, but if it's on an interior wall, then it's going to come out uh, and go somewhere. So you've got to have a drain for that. So that might be working with a plumber to find that drain and tie in. Right. You know, where I first saw mini splits many years ago was in indoor swimming pool areas mm-hmm. because they get so humid. Yes. And it this controls it real well, yes. actually, more so than the big heating and air conditioning systems. It does. And you know why? Because the inverter-driven compressor that we were talking about before. Being able to slow that down and the inverter-driven fan, being able to slow the airspeed down so that that humid air stays in contact with this cold surface of the evaporator coil lets it pull a lot more humidity out. So that's my bad jokes. Relative humidity is very relative, right? We want to control that. That's really 75% of your comfort in a home is the humidity. If it's you know 74 degrees in your house and 80% humidity, you're miserable. If it's 74 degrees in your house and 40% humidity, you might be looking for a jacket to put on. You've got to be able to control that humidity, and that's where that inverter-driven uh, technology on the mini splits, and it's available on other systems, regular home, home split systems as well. But um, it that is very, very important to cover that that humidity. You know, we've uh, our family owns different businesses. One of the businesses we owned was uh, a wedding chapel. Mm-hmm. We sold that. We no longer have it, but. When I enlarged the reception area of the wedding chapel, it was real important that I get a certain kind of air conditioner that could handle the humidity. Mm-hmm. And is it called a three-stage? I've forgotten exactly. Two-stage, Two most stage. likely. Mm-hmm. Okay. You have a single stage, so it's just the on or off. Uh, then you have a two-stage system, and that's going to run at 66% of its full capacity. So. We'll just say two-thirds. So if it's a three-ton, it's going to run at a two-ton. And then if it doesn't meet the load at that, then it switches to the full three-ton. Then from there, you're going to go to the inverter-driven that we were talking about. Okay. That's more variable speed is, is kind of the Which term is for it. what I think we had to buy for that. It was more money, but it handled the humidity. Yes. Now, more recently, after we got we sold the wedding chapel, we bought an anytime fitness gym and we just had a new gym built and that had to have a special air conditioning system as well because of the humidity of people working out. Yeah. Right. Well, and the, the stationary body of a person is about 500 BTUs. There's 12,000 BTUs to a ton. So it doesn't take too many people before you've actually met a ton of air conditioning and that's stationary. You're talking about a gym where these people are, you know, exercising and exerting a lot of energy. They'll double that load easily. So oh, they'll be over a thousand. So someone standing, just standing still, five hundred 
BTUs. Yep. You sitting right there today. Yeah. 500 BTUs in this room. Oh, I'm hotter than that. Yeah, you might be. (laughs) (laughs) He's working hard. He's probably six or seven. Yeah. I think he was talking about a different kind of hot. 320. Yeah. 325. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Right. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Now you mentioned the uh, compressor. You mentioned Mm -hmm. a coil. So what are the basic parts of an air conditioning system and why is it called HVA? Why is uh, heating and air conditioning companies, they are known as HVAC? Well, HVAC stands for heating, ventilation, and air conditioning. So it's just an acronym for our industry. So we work on heating, we work on ventilation, moving the air to different areas, uh, also ventilating things out like uh, bathroom exhaust fans uh those are a heating and air conditioning um item um and then you got air conditioning and you got fireplaces you have fireplaces uh you have uh the exhaust flues in your furnaces you have um so it kind of covers everything on that heating ventilation and air conditioning the hvac your your main components is the compressor and i always call that the heart of the system you know like your heart pumps blood the compressor pumps your refrigerant uh, then it's going to go to the compressor or the condenser, uh, which is the outside unit in an air conditioner. And it's going to basically be a very hot, high pressure gas at that point. And it's using the outdoor air temperature to condense that vapor liquid or vapor gas to a liquid. So it's not really a, a great uh, you know, surprise term. It's doing exactly what it's doing. Uh, the compressor compresses the refrigerant. The condenser condenses the refrigerant. Then you'll go to uh, uh, the inside where the furnace is. There's an evaporator coil that sits on the furnace, and that's where it'll have a metering device that reduces the pressure of the refrigerant and turns it cold. Pressure and temperature directly related. So as you drop the pressure, you also drop the temperature. Now you have cold refrigerant going into the evaporator coil, and your warm, humid air from your home blows past that evaporator coil, boils that refrigerant, absorbs a lot of the heat, and cools your air, and then it goes back to your compressor as a vapor gas and gets compressed, and the cycle starts all over again. You know, recently people have got done uh, the – they've kind of stopped going in the perimeter heating and air conditioning, and and most people go overhead nowadays. You're, uh, you're talking about the uh, – like the in-floor? Right, yeah. perimeter being in-floor, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the downflow system, mm-hmm. we call it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's always a um it's always a mystery when we change out one of those systems what we're going to find. Um, moisture is re- really your key component in that, you know, as your ductwork can uh your ductwork can rust out and become, you know, you know, unusable. So Which is kind of weird cuz galvanized metals not supposed to be real rusty, right? It's not supposed to, but the galvanizing can only last so long and once that galvanizing wears off, it's just metal again. Right. And then the uh but since about 90, 1990, yeah. it started using PVC under slab if you yes. do that. Yes. Um Mid to late 80s, they started using PVC um, on your main plenum underneath the furnace and then the boots where they come through the floor. But uh, it wasn't until the 2000s, really, that the actual duct runs from the main plenum under your concrete through your rooms going to the boots where was uh, PVC. So you still have a lot of potential even in those homes that are pre-2000 
to have some rusted metal ductwork underneath there. And sand leaking into your system. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you've replaced a lot of those with overhead systems. Uh, yes, yeah. And, and it's it's uh, it's a laborious undertaking. Um, you know, a lot of times you have to move the furnace up into the attic too because it won't. You can't fit the, all the ductwork that needs to be redone into that closet that the furnace sits in. So then the furnace goes upstairs uh, in the attic. So um, then you have to get gas piping up there. You have to get electrical up there. We have to move that condensate drain that we were talking about. We have to get that up there. So it's very labor intensive. And then you have to run all new ductwork and cut in all new boots into the ceiling uh, drywall. And that makes a mess. So, um, you know, we try to minimize that that dust as much as we can. And uh, that's that's just labor intensive. Yeah, for sure. And really bad is if you have a two-story house, then you don't have that option. I know. Yeah. What do you do then? You rip up your floor and redo your your uh, um, your ductwork under slab, or might be a good place for a mini split. Well, that could be true too. Might and be an and application that works. This is a good place for a mini split right here. Yeah. Okay. We'll be, we will be right back right after the news right here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. This is Mark Carr, team member of the Becky Ivins Real Estate team here with Becky Ivins and our special guest, Jamie Shermeyer with Innovative Comfort Solutions. And it is time for our word of the day. Our word of the day is brought to you by Robbins Roofing, where their word every day is trust. You can trust Robbins Roofing from a small repair to a complete replacement. You can give them a call at 728-3700. That's 405-728-3700. Ready for the word of the day? What's our word of the day? Our word of the day is safety. So I can do the safety dance. You could do the safety dance. Uh, And safety just means really the condition of being protected from... uh, or unlikely to cause danger, risk, or injury. And now, that... HVAC systems, there, there's some danger. I'll tell you a story. This happened last week. My Aunt Jean had her 80th birthday, but she almost didn't have that birthday. What because happened? she had a new roof put on her house, and she fell asleep. Uh, and her daughter happened to call her in time to wake her up, and she was real droggy feeling. And so Jean called uh, that, the daughter, my cousin Vicky, mm-hmm. called nine one one and got someone out there. I imagine the firefighters probably responded. They did. Yeah. And she was had carbon monoxide poisoning. Just a few minutes more, and she would have died because. When you do a roof, the the, the, vent the vent of the furnace sometimes gets knocked off. Yeah. Just the jolt of it yeah. from, like, landing the shingles, throwing a bag of, you know, a square of shingles down or something like that. So uh, safety is important wow. when you're talking heating and air conditioning. So, Jamie, your safety is, like, almost your... Uh, theme 
of your company is mm-hmm. safety. So tell us what you think. I mean, what do you do to make people safe? Well, uh, the best thing to do is uh, obviously, you know, get a uh, furnace inspection done at the beginning of the year. You know, we go in, we check all the carbon monoxide levels. We check the heat exchanger for any damage or cracks or rust. Uh, we check all the rest of the components and make sure that they're right. And then we check to make sure that flu vent that uh, you're talking about that your aunt had come loose uh, is all connected well and supported correctly. And that's actually pretty common. Um, you know, it's never intentional, obviously, but just from removing the roof, they might, you know, the old shingles, they might pull the roof jack enough to pull the vent loose. And it's very important to to make sure that that's, that's right. You know, carbon monoxide is, you know, they call it a deadly killer because it's colorless, odorless, and tasteless. Right. And so when you have a roof put on, a lot of you, the reason I bring this up is because a lot of us had new roofs this last spring and summer. And we We're just got a new roofs. one at our office. Uh, so it, we need to check those vents. And don't forget about your flip the switch fireplaces yeah which are really just a little gas furnace mm-hmm. right <laughs> yeah a lot of them uh you know some are direct vent if they're on an outside wall and you have that uh little vent that's on the outside that says hot all over it so you don't touch it but the others are uh just a direct vent so there's there's no exhaust flue on those at all so you need to base you know, make sure that those are you know not used when you're sleeping for sure they're you know, your mm-hmm. exhaust is just going right back into your home, just like a gas stove. But, you know, I mean, the gas stove, you know, like your heating, your cooking stove, um, you know, there's no exhaust vent for that either. But, you know, nobody cooks or has their, their oven on when it's when they're sleeping. So and it's such a small amount of flame that it doesn't really produce enough that it would be a, a major problem. Kind of depends on the size of your house, too. You get a little house. <laughs> yeah. It, that. You haven't, you haven't seen me cook. Yeah. Fire. We coming over to your place for yeah, Thanksgiving? that's right. Let's go. Yeah. All right. He's really hot. <laughs> We're back. To, I'm liking the theme of this show. It's really, it's helping my self-confidence. So anywhere that there's a gas flame. Yes. You you need to make sure that there is safety around that. Really yes. Kind of the overall. Yes. Theme your water that. heater, your yeah. furnace, your uh, anything that's going to have a, a burning flame like what you're talking about. Can I ask you kind of an off-the-wall question? Sure. Okay. So what uh, gas or electric on furnaces, what do you install most of? Here we're mostly gas. Um, gas is very prevalent. Um, it's in almost every home. It's low cost. It's efficient. It's safe if maintained correctly. And um, electric is more rural. You know, if you're out to where the gas company hasn't ran the gas lines and you don't want a propane tank or, you know, then you might be all electric. Right. And propane is, man, I've seen commercials for propane lately, really advocating for propane. Why is that? Well, propane is is, um, probably still, you know, it's it's a, a great alternative to being all electric. Um, if you're out in the country and, you know, I have propane, I'm out in the country, we don't have gas. And we have propane for for our cooking. Uh, I have geothermal heating and air conditioning, which is all electric. But we have cooking uh, gas stove. We have a fireplace. So if you want to have those type of ambiance of a, you know, a fireplace, you know, it's you're going to need a fuel for it. So um, if you don't have natural gas, you're going to have propane. I sold a house one time 
where they had a five-gallon propane tank sitting right next to the fireplace inside (laughs) to power their fireplace. And somehow the fireplace prettiness went away when you saw that propane tank sitting there. Yeah. We we could tell you all sorts of stories of yeah. things we've seen at ass selling houses. They had sticks sure. of dynamite on the other side. I don't know, but uh, yeah, we we had a customer that had a propane uh, dryer from their previous house, and it was uh, they moved to the new house and they hadn't gotten a new dryer yet, and they hooked up a a uh, five gallon tank like what you're talking like a twenty pound cylinder to their propane dryer so that they could use their dryer until they could get a new one. Yeah, I guess they could have just changed the valve, right? Well, it, they didn't have gas at that house either, oh. so they had to get a electric uh, dryer. So. Well, that makes sense mm, then, Yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so uh, here are the things that kind of ask you to come on to my show. Are you ready? All right. Uh, I can trust you in my house without my being there. Mm-hmm. So trust is a big deal. Yes. It's a big deal to me. Okay. And when you say you're going to show up, you show up. Mm-hmm. And when you show up, you're clean. You don't track mud into somebody's house. Right. Uh, when you say I need a repair, I ask, of course, all the questions about is this absolutely necessary? How old is this unit? Mm-hmm. How efficient is this unit? Maybe. Should I get a new unit instead of fixing it? But the one thing that you always do is give me options. So I love the options that you offer. And you will well, you will repair something as opposed to making an upcharge on a new system. So Absolutely. That's just integrity right there. Well, it's not my job. My, uh, my job isn't to make the decision for you. My job is to give you all the options and answer any questions that you have to help you make that decision. What's right for you isn't right for the next customer. Have you been going to our team meetings? (laughs) That's That's exactly, yeah. I I tell clients all the time, my my job, I can never decide what the right home is for you. My job is to make sure you have all the facts to make the right decision. Yeah, That's it. We have people that kick that dead horse as long as they can because that's the right thing for them to do. Yep. We have other people that once that system's out of warranty, there's get it out and get a new one in. I want to make sure that I'm all set and that I have my warm, fuzzy feeling that everything's going to be okay. Yeah, there you go. So, okay. so the basic thing is, can you trust your heating and air conditioning company to tell you the truth, to be, to show up on time, to protect you against things that are unsafe, to guide you and educate you as to efficiencies, uh, and know all types of heating and air conditioning systems. You mentioned geothermal. Yes. We just built a commercial building, and we put in geothermal. Mm-hmm. Now, we didn't really want to. It was. It's a fully, I mean, like our family uh, operates all the businesses in this building, mm-hmm. so we wanted it to be efficient. But turns out that we, the government changed the rating systems on commercial at the same time, we were supposed to be delivered a system, and nobody was manufacturing until the government made up their mind. So instead of the SEER, the SEER rating, mm-hmm. you know, they, and this may be just on commercial stuff. I don't know. It's everything. It's everything. now SEER 2. 
it's yeah. And so they called it EER at the time. Yeah. So your geothermal system is going to go off of the EER. So SEER, uh, seasonal energy efficiency ratio. So with geothermal, it doesn't really matter what the season is since it's using the water from the, th- the ground uh, to do your heat exchange. And we can, that's a very long, drawn-out thing to, to really t- cover about what geothermal really is. But it does, it's not as affected by the seasonal changes of our outdoor weather. So it doesn't have a seasonal energy efficiency ratio. It just has an EER. So... But the government is still changing that as well. So, which is why I kind of hmm. like the down, uh, downdraft, or you call it the downflows. Down, downflow. There you go. Uh, air conditioning system because your venting is kind of at sixty degrees, basically, right mm-hmm. underground. Yes. Whereas the attic systems, thirty, at a hundred thirty zero. Yeah. <laughs> I yep. mean, you have to do a lot more heating and cooling. You do in your attic. Yes. So, you know, a difference. Yeah. They're then they're also uh, you know uh, much better you know protected from you know from you know, animals and things like that. You can get you know some pests up there and eat through the ductwork. So that's a, another thing. Well, I'm going to suggest uh, a little bit of advice for you is. My dear listeners, listen up here. Get to know a good, solid heating and air conditioning company mm-hmm. before you need them. Before you need them. So that you know who to call when you need something. And Innovative Comfort Solutions is who I personally call, and that's who I call for my business. So, so our uh, encouragement of the day is if you have not had your heat and air system, just checked. Just basic service, basic check. Go. I'll give you the website. Jamie hasn't given you his website. He's just giving you great information. It is icsheatair.com, icsheatair.com. And we'll be right back with more here on Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Welcome back to Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. It is time for our smoking hot deal. Our smoking hot deal is brought to you by Casa Perico Mexican Grill, located on the southwest corner of 122nd and Penn on 63rd, just west of Meridian at 505 East Main in Yukon, and on May, just north of Hefner Road, Casa Perico. It's that's such a pretty location. Yeah. Uh, so, and they've got patio seating. I was about to say it's going to this next week. They're going to have a few days of patio weather. Well, and they've got. They've got nice patios, actually, everywhere except the 122nd and Ben. All other locations have patios. Yes, they do. Yep. So, and it's fun to sit out on the patio and just kind of enjoy the weather, Mm -hmm. you know, anywhere from about 60 degrees up to about 85. It's really good. Yeah. And if you are a (laughs) spicy salsa lover, you can. It, when they bring out you the red, the regular salsa, you can ask them to bring out the spicy salsa, the really spicy salsa. It is delicioso. Uh, okay. Our smoking hot deal is in Harvest Hills South. Okay. Now, it's, what, 8228 Canna Lane, and this is about 2,900 square feet. It's got four bedrooms and three and a half bathrooms. So if you're in need of a 
this is almost all on the bottom level. I think there's a bonus room up top. There's a bonus room up top, and uh, the that has kind of like the like the mother-in-law plan. Like it has the the one bedroom has a bathroom right next to it um, that's off the kitchen, and then the other bedrooms are on the other side. Okay, and uh, that is. $274,000. It'll be open tomorrow. Mark, you're going to be there. I will be hosting that open house. We have two other open houses happening tomorrow. If you want to see any of those, you can go to beckyivans.com, click on search listings. You'll see all those listings right at the top. And how do you spell Ivans? It would be I-V-I-N-S. We could only <laughs> afford one vowel, so we used it twice. So, <laughs> okay, we're here with Jamie Shermeyer with Innovative Comfort Solutions, or ICS, uh, and we're we're talking heating and air conditioning, kind of an overview, and things that you probably are going to have to pay more money for, but it'll save you money in the long run. Is the uh, where you have the the wells underground, the right? Geothermal. Yeah, the geothermal. So our industry has not caught up with giving the money to the appraiser. The appraiser will not typically give credit for geothermal, which is very expensive, Mm -hmm. and types of insulation. The industry, there has to be enough data out there. And geothermal is like what? Less than 1% of... It's about 1% of the market. Right. So there's not enough data out there yet to show that, well, people are willing to pay more for geothermal uh, home than a standard heating and air conditioning system. Right. So when they catch up, there will be a benefit financially. It would increase the price of your house, but that's not there yet, and that's frustrating, isn't it? Yeah, it is, because the value of, of having a high-efficiency system like a geothermal system is is so great for, I mean, you can pick it from several different ways if you're you know, if you're concerned of the environment, you're using less electricity and, and energy to heat and cool your home. If you're concerned about your, your wallet and how much money stays in it, you're, you know, using a lot less money to heat and cool your home. There's really not any benefits that, you know, aren't, you know, or no, there's nothing that's not a benefit in geothermal. It's a, it's a great heating and air conditioning system, and, um, but you're, you're right. Until the market starts recognizing it, uh, it's, it's tough to get people to want to spend the extra money because then if they sell their house, well, I have this really high-end, uh, high-efficiency system in my home and it doesn't make my home worth any more than if I'd put the basic, you know, bottom-of-the-line builder-grade system in my home. And, you know, there are other ways to use uh, kind of passive solar energy. And I thought I would just tell you about one house we sold had this concrete wall down the middle of the house it was facing a certain direction which was sort of the front door faced north northwest so the sun was lower in the winter as it is now and it starts coming in windows and it would shine on that concrete wall and the concrete wall would hold the heat so it took far less energy to heat that home because it has had windows across it. Now, in the summertime, the sun's higher in the sky, so it does not shine in on that directly. Yeah. So uh, we lived in a house that was uh, designed and uh, built for himself, an architect. And 
it had the same thing. In the summertime, you got maybe an inch of sunlight on the carpet, uh, these seven big windows across the back of the house. Mm -hmm. But in the wintertime, it stretched the length of two rooms, the sun did, to get that solar energy in. So there's a lot to think about that in just building a house. But when you go to calibrating how much of a system you need, you need that kind of information, don't you? Oh, absolutely. That's the that's the important stuff to have for the heat load calculation. So the to know exactly how much heating and cooling you need for that home. Solar and, gain's very big. You know, if you think about the the amount of sun that comes in and heats, you know, it, it really can affect your heating load. Yeah. So you may be able to get by with a three ton as opposed to a four ton air conditioner. Correct. Or Maybe it'll be the opposite way if your house is oriented against solar power. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yes. if you have lots of west windows, you're going to need a lot more air conditioning. You are. You absolutely. That south and that west, it really, you know, the windows that are on there can really get some solar gain out of them. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So We have a caller on the line. Okay. Fred, good morning, Fred. Yes, uh, I had a question about your aunt. How's she doing? Uh, oh. It almost... <laughs> Got killed. I know. And she is doing fine. Thank goodness she was rescued before uh, she died. It was just, it was scary to even think about well, that. So thank you for your well, concern. The one thing that could have saved her life that doesn't have anything to do with a heat and air system. The carbon monoxide detector? Absolutely. Yeah. Does she have one in the house? Do you, I, well, she does now. <laughs> did she have a smoke did she have a smoke detector yes she did yeah okay but her her she grandson does. is a firefighter and that uh so she definitely had a smoke detector and he changes right. the batteries and stuff and i don't know whether her batteries went out that uh on the because there was no smoke i mean it was just yeah, carbon, there, monoxide. carbon monoxide is not detected by totally. the smoke detector and so, i will it, tell you now we've uh have every time you come and service a furnace or air conditioner you recommend a carbon monoxide detector and you have a preference of brands that you put right on the report that we get yep. Yep. the report's detailed by the way yes absolutely details are great so that uh, not just for you but for us you yeah. know when we come back we can see all those details so we can know how your system is changing okay thanks for tuning in guys thank you jamie uh, for being here. Right here in Oklahoma Real Estate on the Move. Have a great week. May the Lord always watch over you. And may all of your hopes turn to wishes. And may all